This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. We're off and running, everybody. Week 9 in the NFL, week 10 already in college with uh, one huge game and a couple of others that are pretty interesting, including one in South Bend. As Clemson rolls the town, I got to say the Clemson fans are out in full force. I mean, uh, tons of Tiger fans walking around the studio this morning when I was downstairs as we tape on Friday morning. It's Mike and Carmen with you each and every week to talk sports and sports gambling. And Mikey, we got another, you know, somewhat uh, decent card in the NFL. Not a ton of sexy matchups, a couple of weird lines when you think about uh, some good teams uh, catching big points, or at least teams that have winning records catching a lot of points. But uh, we're going to do our best to find some investable opportunities. For oh, everybody. no doubt about it, Carm. Good to talk to you. Good to see Randy again. Uh, seven to three for the week, folks. Pretty good. Uh, Carm was one and one. Randy two and one. Uh, I went four and two, ten and uh, four the last two weeks. Uh, the NFL hasn't been here. Good to me though. Uh, it's been the other sports. Mm. Uh, it, the NFL's just been tough. If mm-hmm. you check people's Survivor Series, the people in the Survivor Contest, most of them are out. Uh, you know, if you look at uh, a lot of the handicaps, I'm in this a 16 thing. I might be eliminated if I don't have a good weekend. T- this weekend, eight of us are under 500. Mm. Uh, in eight weeks, I'm like six under, and it's with football. Uh, but uh, I should have probably gone more college because it, this, in my opinion, this has been one of the most unpredictable seasons ever with Seattle, the Giants, mm-hmm. the Jets, the Falcons, even the Bears showing uh, improvement, not not to where we want it, but showing improvement at least at the key position. So it's been interesting and there's a, who would have thought that Rodgers and Brady would be three, a possible three and six now that they're three and five Incredible. at this juncture. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. This has been a topsy-turvy uh, NFL Crazy. season to say the least. The Dolphins and the Bears is the matchup in Week 9. Mm-hmm. The Bears are at home, about a four-and-a-half, five-point underdog. That's sort of in no man's land, we always tell right. you. 45-and-a-half uh, is the total. I have more uh, sort of – I have stronger thoughts on that total, and we'll talk mm-hmm. about that as we go along in the show. But uh, Dolphins are another one of those teams. You know, I mean, with Tua on the field, they look pretty good. I mean, at least offensively. They're a dangerous team. They went out and they made a splash at the deadline. I don't know that even with Bradley Chubb, if they're better than Kansas City or they're better than uh, uh, Buffalo. I know they beat Buffalo uh, in the regular season here, but uh, I don't know. Or once so far, I don't know. I just I, I still think there are better teams in the AFC. But I love what the Dolphins present. Uh, offensively, and I think it's going to be a big challenge for the Bears' defense this week. Yeah, weekend, but I Mike. like what the Bears present offensively, too. <sighs> Can you believe we're saying that? No. That's a great yeah. thing. I love what the Bears present. You want to, okay, we're going to run 200 yards at you. Good luck to you. <laughs> right. You know, the, you're not playing, you know, the kid from uh, the Chargers where they throw 50 times. You know, I think the Bears can cover this game, uh, Carm. Yeah. I think they can. I think Justin Fields, and this is me saying it, folks, got a little cred here. Because I've been pretty right about a lot of things with the quarterback position. I think he's the best quarterback right now of that class. Do you? Yeah. They were... I watched the kid from the Jets. Oh, I boy. Last him. week was. Oof. I wouldn't touch that kid. He's too little. 
Uh, I, I think Justin Fields is starting to get more reactionary time. Uh, I think at times it's it, it's a tough judgment. You, you don't know whether you want to run or throw Carm until that very second. You got to make that split decision. He's getting better at that. Yeah. And I think Claypool being picked up, although I'm puzzled by the trading of two defensive stars, and then all of a sudden you get him this receiver who's supposed to be. I thought we got Jerry Rice. I know we didn't get Jerry Rice. I don't think so. (laughs) No. You know, somebody showed uh, him at the combine how outstanding he was. Pittsburgh's still looking for that guy after his rookie season. Right. That being said, I'm tired of draft picks. I'll take take him. And you know what? I think he's going to be the product of broken plays. He's going to be one of those guys that when Fields has to scramble, He'll find an opening. That's what he – Claypool's got to get good at that. Uh, his pattern running's good. His hands are suspect. He's targeted a lot, doesn't come up with the amount of catches that they think, and they let him go because basically he got beat out. I hope a fresh start is good for him. I have no problem with yeah, that. Yeah, Pittsburgh's also, um, as you know, I mean, we, we, we love – They're a disgrace. T- well, I'll tell you this, though. They can find receivers. That's one thing they oh, do I as an that. organizational very, very well. They just, so. saw, they just saw Mitch – at ten to six, then saw him bring a team back, and then they said, "That's enough of this. Yeah. We want that. We want that Alabama defensive end. We got to start losing." And now Pickett's thrown eight, nine picks in the last three games. The so, tank is on. Yeah, oh, the tank is on big time. They didn't want any anything of Mitch bringing them back or, or playing in the second half. That's the way it goes. He's making $7 million to sit, but they want to tank big time. Bears have rushed, as Mike said, for over 200 yards now in three consecutive mm-hmm. games. The last time the Bears did that was 1968. They... I was there. <laughs> you remember those. I was in, I was in the stands. When Unbelievable. They, I, mean, I mean, that's those Sayers. Yeah, well, exactly. That's I mean, Piccolo. It's, yes. Yes. That's that's a pretty good offensive line at the time. They sucked at passing. But but and that's when the running genre was the main thing in the NFL. This is an oddity, supposedly, yeah. and the Bears are changing it. Yeah, it's pretty wild. They're, I like uh, it. They're killing teams on the ground right now. The last the three weeks, the Bears are – the Bears' rushing offense ranks fifth in EPA and tenth and success rate in the first three quarters of games has just been very, very impressive. And you can't be a great offensive line maybe all the way around. I think they're getting better at pass protecting, although they got a kid to get, get, get out of the way. But, I mean, if you're running for 200 yards, that offensive line deserves a lot of credit, too. Yeah, and uh, like I said, i got a thought on the total. We'll do that cool. when we get to best plays a little bit later on. Um, we're going to give you all of our best bets later in the show, but we got tons of games to talk about, including Packers and Lions inside the NFC North as the Lions are at home Catching three and a half this time from a Green Bay offense uh, and just a Green Bay team that, uh, as you pointed out early in the show, has been very suspect. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would think that this is a week that kind of gets the Packers right. It looks like Alan Lazard will be back. The Lions have uh, arguably the worst defense in the NFL. Statistically, they have the worst pass defense in the NFL. And if Lazard does play... Uh, maybe this is a chance for Green Bay's offense to sort of get on track and break the losing streak. What do you think about Lions Great quarterbacks and quarterbacks are supposed to win a game like this. Yes, I would agree with you, Mike. Yeah, no yeah. matter what. I don't care if it's Carmen DeFalco at one end, North at the other with Merkin at back. Your great quarterback's playing a Detroit team that's staggering. Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, Campbell, I've been talking about him on the show for three weeks, on his way out. I believe if this doesn't turn around, uh, the uh, you know you got to just you got Spielman up at the front office and stuff like that. But this is the type of game Aaron Rodgers has got to win. So yeah. I, this is a stay away for me though. 
Stay away from me, too, probably at the end of the day. But I think you're exactly right in that this has got to be an Aaron Rodgers. Like, okay, we have to go to Detroit and snap this losing streak. And and, and look, Minnesota plays on the road this weekend. I know it's Washington, but still, we'll get to that game. They're playing on the road. They can't let this thing get too far out of control. There's still a path for the Packers to make the playoffs because the NFC's topsy-turvy. I think they know it, and this should be a weekend. You're right with Lazard coming back where Aaron Rodgers uh, gets on track against an awful defense. Even if Lazard doesn't come back, he's got to win this football game. Yeah, I would agree Uh, with you. And he's got to – and I think – He's got to share some of the brunt if they don't. Yeah. He's got to. No matter. I, I kept hearing people say he needs help. He needs help. I think the first thing they did was get rid of Devontae Adams, but that ain't working so good out in the Raider No, land. it's not. So, you know, who knows? It's been, uh, it hasn't been great for either side. No. Uh, the one thing that you got to track that could be concerning for Green Bay's offense, again, an offense that's already scuffled anyway, David Bakhtiari missed practice again Wednesday yeah. and Thursday. They Becoming just, regular. He's becoming the Hakeem Hicks of the uh, offensive line, you know? They just can't keep him healthy. When right. he's out there, he's good, and he was good last week. But now that knee is bothering him again, I, I I suppose he'll still play. But it bears watching, folks. Uh, we do not have the Friday injury report yet. We're taping the show in the morning, so we do not have the Friday injury report. But Bakhtiari did not practice on Wednesday. Yeah. And there's money to be made on prop swap, uh, like oh. we did a few weeks ago. We're going to talk to our buddy Luke Pergandy coming up. We'll see what's hot at prop swap. And we're down to uh, just a game or maybe two in the World Series. Who knows? This thing could end tomorrow night the way it's gone for the Astros in the last couple. So we'll talk to Luke Pergandy when we come back. It's a huge horse racing weekend, everybody. It's yep. Breeders' Cup weekend. You're not going to want to miss Jim Miller. We'll talk to Jimmy later on before we give you our best plays. More to do, more to come, and we're having a lot of fun. Don't go anywhere. This is The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Oh, yeah, every week, Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, we're The Odds Couple presented by Prop Swap here on the ESPN Chicago app. Encore replay Saturday morning, 8 to 9 on ESPN 1000. And it's that time in the show to talk to one of the founding members of PropSwap.com and the free and easy-to-use Prop Swap app where... I sure am glad we sold our Phillies uh, to win the World Series ticket a couple of weeks ago because now it's not looking so good. Luke Pergandy, everybody. Oh, What's up, guys? Hi, Mike. Hey, Karn. Hey, hey buddy. Um, so, yeah, you know, when the Phillies went up 2-1, it would have been easy to say, oh, maybe we should have held on to it. But a lot of us reinvested a small portion of our profit into the Phillies again anyway. Now we might end up losing that at the end of the day, but hey, we're still going to turn profit. Um, was there a lot of Phillies action, or did people do the smart thing and maybe unload a few more tickets after the Phillies did go up 2-1 in the series, and now they trail 3-2 going back to Houston? Yeah, no, the latter. With tons of Phillies action, for whatever reason, we've had way more buyers of Phillies tickets than Astros tickets. I think maybe people are just looking for an underdog and Mm. More of a fun story since Houston's been so successful over the past, you know, seven years. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you guys, like, you know, go back a week. You guys sold that ticket at odds of plus 120. So it was $2,000 sale price, odds of plus 120. They were 2-1 to one at uh, WinBet, W-I-N-N. And so you guys, you know, not to, even to talk about cash out, you you sold it for 2000 Cash out would have been like a grant. Mm. And so you got double, you know, what cash out would have been by using prop swap. And then you reinvested some of that proceeds back into Philadelphia. Like you got the best of both worlds. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, what's funny about it is I thought 
and everybody thought, oh, here's Verlander. He's 0-6. He's yep. a race of 5. He's uh, one of the worst, uh, you know, uh, postseason pitchers, especially World Series, especially, of all time. So maybe people holding on to their Philly tickets. Now, it's not over yet. So I got to sure. imagine there's some stubborn people out there that are still holding on to that Philly ticket, hoping there's a tie. Then you could reinvest, and maybe does it get more interesting when it's 3-3, Luke? Yeah, so, I mean, the Phillies right now are plus 450. Mm. Um, so you figure if they win on Saturday night, they'd go back down to around plus 175. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I to me, yeah, I would probably hold on to it, depending on what mm-hmm. your number is. Now, if you have a 101 ticket, my goodness, get that sure. thing posted now before it's too late. But if you got them at like two to one, you know, earlier in the series, maybe hold on to it until they can potentially win on Saturday night and force a game seven. Obviously, the game's in Houston, so your odds are going to be stacked against you. The uh, Astros will certainly be the favorite for game seven if it goes there. So it just all depends on what odds you got. You know, Carmen, the guy's got a really good number yeah. earlier in the season. So that's why, to me, it made a lot more sense to cash in on prop swap. And again, you're getting a way higher price on PropSwap than you would be at that cash-out button that a lot of books have, and then just go reinvest a portion of it. I feel like that's just the best way to play when you get a big underdog that ends up in the championship, and it happens every season. Cincinnati Bengals in the NFL were were 301 preseason. Yeah. Um, Are we starting to see uh, tickets being posted for the other football? We are less than three weeks away now from the start of the World Cup. Will you guys have uh, a concern. And I'm trying to think, like, you know, four years ago you guys were around, but, I mean, you know, at, when this thing only rolls around every four years, like, mm-hmm. how, how used to are you guys uh, sort of dealing with the the World Cup market and what are you sort of anticipating in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, we should have some decent volume. My only concern is the time that these games are going to get played. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like for sports betting, people want to watch what they bet on. Mm-hmm. So that's my only concern for terms of volume. Like, will we see a ton of World Cup tickets get posted just because the games are, I think it's 14 hours, maybe 13 hours ahead of time. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, um, I'm sure we will get tons of action out of it. Like, to your point, it's every four years, so why not? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, as far as everything else is concerned, it's all centered around football. Now, where are you starting to see movement after the Eagles game last night? Eagles. Although they didn't cover, uh, that was uh, the surprise of the night. Uh, they seem to be one of the best teams in football. I think San Francisco climbed a little bit with McCaffrey. San Francisco, for mm-hmm. instance, uh, a, a big play right now. And is Philadelphia. People got to be holding on to those tickets right now or maybe selling them while the going's good. But I've been hearing people saying they can win 13, 14 games with, with the schedule yeah. they have. The schedule's easy. Yeah. Really, really easy schedule. Yep. I mean, they're a wagon right now. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Like I've said since the beginning of the season, when you have an offensive line that's that good, it just opens up the playbook mm-hmm. to so many different options, run the ball, throw the ball. And, of course, A.J. Brown, the big receiver, looks great. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the Eagles started – if you if you bet the Eagles to win the Super Bowl last March, so right after the season ended last year, you could have gotten them 50-1 to odds. So if you have one of those 50-1 to tickets, they're down to like 4-1 to in some books right now. So just take a little bit of money off the table. I would reinvest most of that in the Philadelphia, but just take a few chips off the table just because they were such a big dog. And here they are looking like the best team in the league at the only team left that's undefeated. Yeah, and they've got an easy schedule. They've had an easy schedule, and they have an easy schedule the rest of the way. It looks like the Eagles might cruise here into the postseason. All right, Luke, we appreciate the time as always, buddy. Have a great weekend. 
Thank you, guys. Have a good weekend. Luke, thanks for sticking around. There's our guy, Luke yep. Pergandy. Uh, make sure you download the free PropSwap app or just go to PropSwap.com. They're not a glamorous team, the Eagles. They never have been. With, with San Francisco, they're glamorous. The Rams, Southern California, you know, you just picked up McCaffrey. They're just a lunch bucket type of group. Uh, with a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. But the schedule, I think, oh. might come into play in the postseason, Carm. So, well, it could. I mean, we, maybe they're not as good as we think because they right. put such an easy What I'm schedule. trying to say is with yeah. that schedule, yep. you know, it, it, it could disguise a couple things. But you also got to give credit to a team that comes out, even with the easy schedule, and plays plays hard and, and wins their games. Rams and Bucks this weekend uh, in Tampa. This, uh, you know, a month ago wow. or at the start of the season, I guess, I should say, would have seemed like such a sexy matchup, and it's really not. The Bucks laying three at home against the Rams. The Bucks have been a favor, uh, have been a favorite, excuse me, in every game so far this season. But they're just two and six against wow. the number. They haven't covered since week two. Mike, um, the Rams' offense is just horrible. That was my uh, loss last week. Uh, yeah, I was too. foolish to bet on the Rams. I thought coming out of the bye, they'd be better prepared, uh, and they just weren't. And now Cooper Cup is dealing with an ankle injury. They did a better job of protecting Stafford last week. They still couldn't score points. They, they had just over 200 yards of offense, scored just 14 points. They can't run the ball. And they're truly, by uh, just about every metric, one of the worst offenses of football. Kind of like with the Packers, this seems like a get-right spot maybe for Brady and the Bucs. They're in a winnable division, and they know it. Um, some of the personal things are, are like, I don't want to say in the rear view. I mean, there's a lot that Tom Brady's dealing with, but the divorce is final. Maybe he's a little bit refocused. It doesn't, it feel like maybe a get right spot for the bucks here this weekend. Boy, it does. But I'll tell you, paging Aaron Donald, paging Aaron Donald, mm. paging anybody besides number five on that defense. I mean, I watched that game last week. We both lost. We yep. rode together on that one. Yep. And I'm saying to myself, they have no shot at winning this. Game. I know. That's, I couldn't believe I was saying that. Mm-hmm. I go, I just saw disinterest. McVay uh, maybe overstayed. Who knows? Uh, but uh, it's a big game for them. Uh, I don't want to even go back to the Rams, but Tampa Bay has been a shocker. Their points are what? What are they averaging? Like 16 points a game or something? They can't run the ball either, and their no. offense does not look very dynamic. This is a stay right. away, it looks yeah. like, for me. I mean, unless I get new information. Uh, you know, like in the media pool, I don't have to get in until Sunday. Right. With other pools, I get in on Friday. And, boy, those two days make a difference, folks. Carmen will tell you that. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, I, it might be a stay away. If I was leaning, I might take the Rams, but they scare me. Uh, there's three teams that have screwed me this year, the New Orleans Saints, mm. the Rams, and in, in football uh, college, Texas A&M. I'm getting two last week. They lose by three. That was unbelievable. Second uh, time. Unbelievable. I Second know. time. Yeah, they, they've been a disappointment. I mean, too. there's been all sorts of like uh, uh, games you're winning, and then Cincinnati's losing uh, to New Orleans, and then they run 60 yards down the sideline. So I'm a sort of afraid of the Rams, and the Chargers are starting to feel that way also. When we come back, we're going to preview Sunday night football and then the biggest college game of the weekend and maybe one of yep. the biggest of the year or uh, of any year here in recent memory as Tennessee goes into Athens to take on Georgia one versus two. We'll talk about all that and more plus best bets a little bit later on and Jim Miller with Breeders Cup picks for everybody. You're not going to want to miss it. Mike and Carmen with you. We, the, we are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. You're listening to The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on Chicago's Home for Sports.
ESPN 1000. Every week you get us on the ESPN Chicago app and the Encore Replay Saturday morning, 8 to 9. Follow us on Twitter. Mike's at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFelco. We'll get to the big college games in a minute. Sunday night football as the Titans visiting the Chiefs. Titans have a winning record, and uh, they're catching 12, 12 and a half points on Sunday night football. Um, a lot of this is uh, going to be based on the Ryan Tannehill status and his health. Uh, I think if Malik Willis has to play, this line's going to go out to potentially two touchdowns. Maybe it comes down a tick or two uh, if Tannehill does play. I think it'll influence the way uh, I wager on this game Sunday if yep. I decide to play it because Tannehill somehow finds a way uh, to get it done a lot in the regular season. Look, this team really has no shot come postseason time. We've known that for years, the way they're built. But I do give Mike Vrabel and that organization a lot of credit. Um, it's easy to count them out or discount them, Mike, but somehow they find ways to – to play hard, play well, and yep. and to win games, you know, he's and I don't always coaches. know how they do it. He's one of the best coaches in football, not talked about all that much. I will say this, you never know what's going to happen in the postseason, so I never eliminate anybody, but I get what you're saying with the trend. Uh, but that was the same trend that said Jimmy G wasn't good enough, and they mm-hmm. went and gave three first-round picks to this uh, to Trey Lance, who's, you know, walking around with the cast. So you never know what's going to happen. It's good they got him back. I uh, watched that. Uh, I, Lovey Smith, to me, I mean, you know what? Go back to doing whatever you were doing before, maybe being a defensive coordinator. I saw him last week. There's a lot of bad football out there, but you're right. But Kansas City, uh, I, I I just think Mahomes, and it's 12 and a half, yep. and Tennessee's very good. I'd lean but not bet this game, Kansas City. It's still a lot of points. They could lot. lose by 10, Tennessee, and you still, like Carm says, it depends on Willis or Tannehill. Yep, uh, Mike Vrabel, for what it's worth, great three coach. And, a great coach. I mean, he really is. He's 3-1 and one straight up against yep. Andy Reid. They dominated the Chiefs last year. Yeah, they did. Of course, the biggest trend to know about this game, everybody, is one that Mike and I have talked about for quite some time, and most of the, the savvy bettors know this. It's Andy Reid with extra time. Andy Reid off of the bye. It is just staggering. Andy Reid in his career out of the bye is 20-3 and three straight up and 15-7-1 and one against the number. Just it is wonder just incredible. Where, but Andy Reid in his career never had his kid go to jail for, true. Three, Been, for three years. Very and that's got to bother. You know, Andy Reid is very good. He's had some family personal tragedies, and this is yeah. one of them. Yep. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's one of these deals where He's a professional football coach. Yeah. And no matter what's going on in my life, and boy, plenty has, if you've read his past uh, log about his family, uh, he seems to block it out. He's had successful years when there's been tragedy and stuff like that. So uh, I wouldn't count on that. I think he'll be have his game. He's still got his coaching staff. It's a lean Kansas City for me. All right, let's get uh, to the big college game that everybody's looking forward to. I know I am Saturday afternoon from Athens, Georgia at home. Against Tennessee, Georgia laying a pretty big number here, eight, even eight and a half in some books. Uh, as of this morning, total in the game is 66 and a half. Both teams are in the top six in the nation in yards per play, points per game, and overall offensive efficiency. Both teams can really score. It's a special game for Stetson Bennett, guys. His kids uh, are going to be in the stands. I don't know if you know that. Stetson Bennett seems like he's got to be 40 years old. Somehow he's still playing at Georgia. That was he, my he attempt. He doesn't have kids. No, was I don't right. think so. Okay. It was my attempt at a bad he's joke. He's 25, but, right? Oh, he's 25. He's still playing college football. Hey, I remember Chris Wenke. He was like uh, 29 or 30. That's a good call. Wenke right. was even older. I, I said, hey, who's the old guy down there? He, they said he's the quarterback from Florida State. Unbelievable. You know. Uh, here's my question. 
question uh, right. about this game, and I think the the big the big talking point. You know, we we know both teams are good on offense, and we I think everybody assumes well Georgia's much better on defense, and they probably are. And Georgia is a good defense, but I don't think it's the Georgia defense we saw last year. Um, they are not great at applying pressure and sacking the quarterback this year. If you, I'm cherry picking the data here a little bit, Mike, but mm. if you take the Oregon game out in week one, the right. other six FBS schools that Georgia has faced this year have an average ranking of 96th in both drive efficiency and touchdown rate. I don't know. You if can't equate it to Tennessee's Ocon. What's that? Right? You can't equate it to Tennessee's playing them, right? Well, I mean, that's a lot. I will say that Tennessee is so much better offensively than anybody they faced outside of Oregon. I guess that's my point. I I agree with you. I'm just trying to figure out how Georgia's ranked behind Ohio State. Mm. How is that? You have the same quarterback back from last year. Am I right? They do. Is it Georgia? Okay. Yes, Stetson Bennett. Yep. Stetson Bennett. Yep. You're the national champs. And you're ranked, if I'm not mistaken, in the polls behind Ohio State, are you not? I think this is like a metric thing, probably. It's just oh my the, god! The, 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 like Ohio State uh, is so far ahead in the metrics wow. that maybe that's why. Uh, the metric I would have is look at my trophy case, <laughs> and I got the same crew back, and they're even better than they were last year. I think, to be honest with you, this is a stay away for me. I like. I'll tell you the games I like. I like Florida and A and M game. The Oklahoma State Kansas uh, Kansas game is up there. I mean. How Kansas is now a favorite in that game, right? By yeah, absolutely. And then you got Pitt minus three against Syracuse. I mean, there's a lot of great games out there. But you know what, Carm? You're right. We're we're paid to to try to build up the attractions. But there's no read for me on this game. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Georgia whipped their tail, yeah. and I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee beat them. This Carm, is did, this Carm, is. Carm, did you mention that Nolan Smith's out too? And Nolan Smith's out. I mean, they, they, their yeah. best pass rusher is already out now. Uh, is out now, and they can't. They haven't rushed the passer that well anyway. No. Uh, Georgia this year. I'm kind of with you on this game, Mike. Yeah. I'm having a tough time with it. I could see it both ways. If anything, I might end up making a small play because this is going to be a huge liability for the books. And anytime we get in these situations, I usually like to just go ahead and fire away a little bit and be on the side of the book. I get um, you. Well, you got it, Texas K State. You got Auburn. I, I like State. Te- I like Texas to bounce back after with a little extra time. Man, after the way I've been they lost riding my Kansas State, State. I rode them last week. How about that? Yeah, what I mean, a performance! Weren't you? They're the surprise of the year to me. What a I performance! Mean, I, I mean, TCU. I I, I get it, uh, but Kansas State. It's been tough. That's going to be a great football game. Notre Dame and Clemson, like you mentioned earlier. I still kind of like Texas a little bit uh, going on the road, laying that short price this week. Um, And I normally love – I'm with Mike. I Normally, I'm K-State at home. I'm always looking to grab points. But I think Texas – They're they're getting two and a half or three Kansas State. Yeah, they're getting about two and a half. I think they're going to have a tough time. I think Kansas State's uh, D-line is going to have a tough time with B. John Robinson. Mm -hmm. I I think Texas probably gets right. But doesn't Texas always figure out a way – to kind of like screw it up, screw it up at the end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they kind of do. Every time I look, Sarkeesian's got his head down. You know, I know. I um, mean, I, I go, what's going on? You know. You mentioned Clemson Notre Dame from South yeah. Bend. This is yeah, a night game big. in South Bend. Tons of Clemson fans I saw rocking around. Are you out about morning. the point spread? Well, three and a half total in the game is four. For an undefeated team four. against Notre Dame. <sighs> what Clemson don't have a loss, right? Clemson does not. Okay, and they played. Uh, you know, Clemson. I mean, Notre Dame lost to Stanford, and they're horrible. I, I, I Clemson, look like the wins. The NC State win is good. The Wake Forest win, I think, was good. That game I don't was trust phenomenal. their quarterback. That's the problem, right? I now. don't. It kind and of. I, yeah, I, he's I, trying to force feed them and trying to bring them along. 
I, don't, I know they got a good backup. Here's the thing like about this game for me. Clemson's D-line has not been nearly as dominant as everyone thought. They, they, they rank outside the top 100 in opportunity, rank, uh, opportunity rate along the D-line. Barely rank inside the top 50 in passing down uh-huh. sack rate. Um, like, Can Notre Dame run the ball here? Can Notre Dame get out to a lead and run the ball? Something they've done pretty well in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. If they do, like there's without a doubt a night game in South Bend. Like yeah. there's a path for Notre Dame. And this is the game Clemson needs to continue their march, man, yeah. if they're going to get into that playoff. Because it it's weird they're undefeated, but it's not one of the stronger Clemson teams. Well, after this, it's Louisville, Miami, and South Carolina yeah. at home. That's like walks it, in the park to me. You know, and so this is... There's a lot of significance and a lot riding on this game for Clemson. There's no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I like I like Clemson. A lot of people uh, are touting them. Notre Dame needs a, a big win. Boy, if they could win this game, that would be special. By the way, I was in uh, Randy's neck of the woods yesterday. I'd like to compliment the Deerfield uh, Park District, uh, the Deerfield Golf Course. Has Randy ever played? Randy, Deerfield? you played Deerfield. That's where I have one of my hole in ones, Mike. Yeah, there you That's, go. But you hold on a second. You were in Deerfield yesterday. I was in Deerfield, and I know the course is in Riverwoods. But we, we, me and my buddies had to get together. My buddy said this Deerfield course is supposed to be pretty nice. What? I shot a ninety-five. It's mostly nice. straight. Yeah. It's, there's not many dog legs. Not there's only one one or two water holes, but the the holes are long. You know, and uh, I met. So the starter looks like Cesar Romero. Yes, um, I know who you're talking about. Oh, I yeah. love Gary. I said, Gary, he goes, you're Mike North, aren't you? I go, yeah. He goes, I go, can you move me up a little bit? He goes, I'm not sure, Mike. I go, but I work with Randy. And he goes, yeah, you'll be able to get up about it. five or ten yeah. minutes. Perfect. Next time, call me, Mike. There you go. All right, coming up next, we are going to get best bets from Jim Miller, and we'll give you our best plays. We'll be right back inside the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. or stream it on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. And so in the home stretch on The Odds Couple, and what a weekend of horse racing we have, not just for the diehards, but for everybody that... Wants to make a little investment, maybe make a little money with some big-time stakes racing happening at Keeneland outside of Lexington in Kentucky. It is the Breeders' Cup, and we've got the best in the business to break it down for everybody. He joins us every week from Hawthorne Race Course, where you can go and watch and wager all weekend long, not only the races at Hawthorne, but the Breeders' Cup, and you can watch all the football in the Points Bet Sportsbook. He is the expert handicapper from Hawthorne, the one, the only, Jim Miller. Jimmy! Jimmy! Hey, my man, Mikey. It is a beautiful weekend for racing. I'll tell you, it's going to be great at Keeneland. The weather looks to be good, so that's not going to be a factor. But Breeders' Cup weekend is that one weekend where you can see graded stakes winners going off at 8, 10, 15, 20 to 1 because every race has multiple graded stakes winners in it, and that's the coolest thing about it. Everybody comes from West Coast to East Coast. The Euros come overseas. They all consolidate at one racetrack there, and you dictate – Who's going to be the champions? But 14 stakes races between Friday and Saturday. It's a wonderful card. Is this type of track better for one specific type of horse or a one uh, 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 nation um, that these horses come from, Jimmy? Like, is it better for the American bred horses, the European bred horses? What's that like? Euros usually tend to dominate on the turf course, and I do think that's going to be the case this year. And the venue does have something to do with that, too, because last year it was out at Del Mar, 
it was a little bit warmer, and that can be a little bit tougher on some horses to adjust to. Temperatures are going to be around 70 degrees, so pretty much perfect weather for racing at Keeneland this weekend. But the Euros are just coming in really strong. There's four turf races on Saturday. Over 30 overseas runners are entered Mm. over the course of those four races. So you know they think they have those shots. On the main track, there's some very good horses stateside that are racing on the main track. Jackie's Warrior is going to be a very heavy favorite. Flightline is going to be a very heavy favorite in the Classic. But these are horses that can't be beat because you have such good talent that's going up against these horses, too. I was going to ask you about why do the Euro horses dominate uh, because of probably the turf. They race more on turf than the American horses. Maybe the conditioning, maybe the training. What's the deal? You know what? It's a combination. They race pretty much exclusively on turf overseas. So that's the one thing that's beneficial to them. And a lot of the times the courses that they race over, they'll handle weather a little bit more. So it could be a softer course, a little bit deeper course, a course that could be a little bit more laboring. And then when they come over here and they get a firm turf course, like what you're going to see this weekend, they just tend to skip right over it. But the competition overseas is just so, so good. And when you get to the Breeders' Cup, these are the best of the best that what you're seeing overseas come over here. So it is. It's a little bit different training, but that's the focus over there is on the grass. Whereas here in the States, it's a lot more dirt racing than turf racing. Over there, it's pretty much flip-flop. People can get out to Hawthorne, watch the races this weekend, uh, the races at the track, the races from the Breeders' Cup. They can bet on them all. You can watch all the football, college, and pro, uh, of course, at the Points Bet Sportsbook. What are we wagering on in terms of the Breeders' Cup this weekend, Jimmy? All right, so three Breeders' Cup races on Saturday that I really like. We're going to bet all these horses across the board. So race number three at Keeneland is the Breeders' Cup Billionaire Sprint. Bet the seven-horse obligatory across the board. Eight to one in the morning line. There's a ton of speed in here. This horse should be charging at him late. Then race number five is the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile. Bet the seven, Cody's Wish across the board. This is a horse that's five for five at the distance and should be ultra mm. tough. And then race six, the Breeders' Cup Billionaire Turf. There's one of those Euros. Bet the three, Nashua across the board. The horse that settles early and comes charging late, but another one that should be really tough and in a really good spot. Three Saturday Breeders' Cup races, everybody. We're betting them all across the board to win, place, and show. The third race, horse number seven. The fifth race, horse number seven as well. And then race six, the three horse. Right, Jimmy? That's right. We'll get ready for an NFL Sunday, boys. Good luck. I I love it. Thanks, Jimmy. We'll talk to you next week. Jimmy! That's our guy, Jimmy Miller. All right, Mikey, as we roll into... Best plays. Uh, fire away here. You've been hot the last couple of weeks. I'm going to let you go first. What are we liking for the college and pro weekend? I'm going to ride Kansas State. I'm going to ride them again. All and right. It's nothing to do with your, you liking Texas or anything else. I've been, I've been betting them the last couple of weeks. Why not ride them? I still people don't believe in them. I'm going to take the two and a half. Hope it goes to three. Ride the hot hand. I like it. Uh, I'm going to give you an NFL play here. And uh, we're going to go ahead and fire away, if you can believe it, on the Jets at home, catching all those points oh. against the Bills. Intradivision home dog. I mean, this is still a five and three football team that has outscored and outgained its opponents this year. And they're catching double digits. I know Zach Wilson can be a disaster. I think they'll get in his head and settle him down a little bit after uh, the nightmare three turnover game last week. Uh, The Jets are still a pretty good team and a good defense still pressuring uh, teams with a pretty good pass rush. They've got the third highest pressure percentage in the NFL. Uh, They're allowing the second fewest yards per play in the NFL. That defense is playing well and keep an eye on the injury situation here, folks. Jordan Poyer, Matt Milano, and Von Miller 
all miss practice on Wednesday and Thursday. And if they're not 100% or they don't play, I think it uh, makes this bet even sweeter. So we'll back the Jets getting 11.5 against the Bills. How about another play, Mikey? I got a big one for you. I got Atlanta. They've been struggling a little bit, but I got Atlanta. I, I just I don't like the Chargers. I really don't. I think they're overhyped. I think their quarterbacks overhyped. They're coming to Atlanta. I think it's a trap game. I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons plus the three. Falcons six and one against the number as a dog this season. Absolutely. I like it. Uh, I'm also going to take another smaller underdog here at home and make sure you try to get this if uh, you can before it dips below the field goal because I think it might. It was three and a half. Those are mostly gone. But we'll back Washington at home against the Vikings. Uh, this will be the first time Kirk Cousins plays against Washington in Landover at FedEx. We'll see how he handles that. But Minnesota's adjusted strength of schedule is just 27th in the NFL. And the mm-hmm. commanders have quietly put together a pretty solid defense here. Uh, I think Bears fans got to see a little bit of that on the Thursday night game a few weeks ago. Washington's ripped off three straight wins. They've covered each of the last three weeks as well. And they got a top 10 defense in terms of adjusted sack rate and pressure percentage and their run defense is second best in the NFL and expected points contributed. I think they can keep it close, maybe even steal a win here late, but I like Washington getting the three at home this weekend. Beautiful. And I got one more, Carmen. This one, you know what? I mean, Seattle's been riding the hot hand. There's no doubt about it, but I'm going to take the Cardinals at home. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, Gino's been playing great. Seattle, I mean, uh, Pete Carroll's down to like 9 or 10 to 1 to be coach of the year. Uh, I think it's another one of these games. The Cardinals, will Kingsbury finally get it done? Is he going to get along with his quarterback? So I take the Cardinals minus 2. All right, and I'm going to give you one more, too. Yeah, baby, and then we got another guy coming. And then we got Randy coming, but I'm going to stay right here at Soldier Field. Let's play the over. The conditions are going to be good, you guys. The weather's going to be nice. The Bears' defense might not be able to stop the Miami Dolphins. And as we discussed earlier in the show, the Bears' offense suddenly looks like a somewhat capable offense. And it's playing much better in the last couple of weeks. And so is Justin Fields. So let's play over 45.5 in Bears-Dolphins on Sunday. No doubt about it. And then when it talks about, here's a guy that was 2-0 last week. He's a king over at the Deerfield Golf Club. No doubt about it. What about Randy? All right, boys, I got three for you this week. Let's go Purdue. Iowa had a big win against Northwestern last week, but I like Purdue. I think it's like minus five. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to take San Diego State against UNLV, minus six and a half. And let's go Memphis at home coming off two tough road losses uh, to get the win outright against Central Florida on the money line of plus 135. Sounds good, Merkel. I'll tell you what, I like that random Merkel. He lost Memphis. (laughs) He's going there. The the kick is back. He's got three college games. No doubt about it. I'm going to have him over at Graceland. We're going to have some peanut butter and banana sandwiches. I love it. (laughs) All right, everybody, listen. Happy wagering. Uh, We thank Randy Merkin, as always, for getting the show together. Thanks to Jim Miller. Enjoy the Breeders' Cup. Uh, thanks to Luke Pergandy, and uh, let's uh, let's sit back, enjoy football all weekend long. And Mike and I will be right back with everybody again next Friday. Have a great week, Mikey. Hey, you too, buddy. So long, everybody. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike Noyes on ESPN One Thousand.